Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, but I think 2020 overall, we've never had more changes and challenges uh, more uh, turbulence at times and trials. Uh, but I would agree with some who have said, uh, also, I've never prayed more. Uh, I've never fallen on my knees more. Uh, I've never truly worshipped God more. Uh, I've never sensed His presence more than during this year. Uh, and my prayer during Christmas at Rosedale for you, for Rosedale, at Christmas at Rosedale, is that uh, we would uh, truly experience the meaning of Christmas, we would uh, have a true sense uh, of his presence more this year than we ever have. Uh, and our Christmas series starts now, starts now, today, uh, a four-part Christmas series. And because of that, uh, I want everyone that's here in the auditorium to pull out their devices. It's going to be the only time I ever say this. Uh, pull out your phones out of your purse, out of your bag, uh, out of your back pocket, out of your inside pocket, pull that out. Uh, pull up our service online, Facebook, Rosedale Baptist uh, online. Uh, I'm going to wait to start until everyone's moving. Just pretend like, pretend like uh, you're grabbing that, you pull it up, and then uh, if you would, uh, here in the auditorium, and those that are watching at home, uh, like it uh, and then share it. Bottom left-hand corner, very important. Like it uh, and then share it. Uh, here in the auditorium, we'll take our time. Uh, uh, like it uh, and then share it because there's a whole lot of people that need a whole lot more Christ in their Christmas, especially this year, especially uh, this year. And one of the best ways to get your friends to lean in, to look in, one of the easiest ways to invite them to be a part uh, is to like that uh, and to share that. Uh, and so this morning we're starting a four-part series on uh, Christmas gifts. Christmas gifts, uh, man's to God. Uh, and then this Wednesday, man's to man. Uh, and then next Sunday, God's to man. Uh, and then it culminates on Christmas Eve. You're not going to want to miss that. But, but this morning, we're in Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And we're looking at our gift to God. Our gift uh, to God. Uh, but then Wednesday night, if you've never come on a Wednesday, come out this Wednesday because uh, we're in Luke chapter 17, the next passage. Uh, it's not our gift to God on Wednesday, it's our gift to each other. And it talks about forgiveness, forgiveness. The greatest gift you'll ever give someone else is the gift of forgiveness. And so uh, today, our gift to God, and then Wednesday, uh, our gift to others, forgiveness. Uh, and then next Sunday morning, God's gift to us, uh, I don't know that I've ever preached an entire sermon on John 3.16. John 3.16 that gift of salvation, that, that gift, that gift of grace, that, that uh, un, unthinkable, that unimaginable gift, gift of salvation, uh, God's gift to man, John 3, 16, uh, going to be a great time to invite a family member, invite a neighbor, uh, to, to make sure someone that may not be a believer comes out. The whole hour we'll be talking about the gift uh, of salvation, and then again it culminates uh, on Christmas Eve, our multimedia presentation, there'll be uh, singing and preaching and videos, and you're going uh, to just love it uh, on Christmas Eve. Don't miss a, a moment. I, I truly am praying that 
that will uh, experience the true meaning of Christmas, will sense the true presence of Christ more this year than ever, than ever before. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 2, if you look there, Matthew chapter 2. Uh, look at verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, magi. Uh, there came wise men from the east, probably close to Babylon, uh, that biggest city to, that, to the east, miles, miles away, uh, months worth of travel, uh, the wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying... Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Put down point number one, if you will. Notice first their quest. Uh, their quest. Uh, they travel, the wise men, from the east to Jerusalem, uh, their quest. Now, what prompted that quest, verse number two, for we have seen his star, for we have seen his star uh, and are come to worship him, uh, willing to travel and and to search, and, and to look for months, for months, and for miles. It's interesting to me that these uh, dream interpreters, these stargazers, God spoke to them where they were looking. Their area uh, of attention, he gave them. These stargazers were given a star. The magi, kind of a mystical, uh, kind of magicians, if you think about uh, Aladdin or Sinbad, the, the different uh, way that they would dress from, from Babylon uh, in that day. God spoke to them where they were at, and that began their quest for miles uh, and for months. Uh, it, it's always striking to me. I, I kind of wonder, uh, they say, saw a star, they saw a star. And, and what brought them to the conclusion that, that it's his star, Christ is born, we're going to worship him, rather than Boy, look at that comet. Look at that lining of the planets. Look at that, that bright shining light up there. No, uh, they, they immediately, we've seen his star, uh, were come to worship him. One, because I think they were looking for God, number one. They had a heart for God, number one. They were looking for God. Uh, and you'll always find what you're looking for. You always will. Boy, if you're looking for God here, you'll see God here. You'll sense God here. But if you're looking to critique, boy, you'll find that here. You'll find what you're looking for. Uh, so number one, uh, they were looking for God. But then number two, they were probably from Babylon, that same city where another dream interpreter, where another stargazer lived 500 years prior, Daniel. Uh, and Daniel wrote in chapter 7 about the Son of Man coming uh, from the sky. Uh, and so they were already leaning that way. Uh, he, he wrote about Daniel 9, uh, the specific date when Messiah would enter Jerusalem. And so uh, here, I'm sure, these stargazers, these dream watchers, familiar with another stargazer, dream watcher, uh, looking, leaning towards God. And as soon as that star came, well, it's time, it's his star, uh, let's go. Uh, let's worship him. And so they're traveling by faith, uh, according to the word of God. Uh, they're following the word of God. They're traveling by faith, the promptings uh, of God. And some uh, will try to justify scientifically uh, what they saw. They'll, Kepler thought it was the lining up of three planets, Jupiter and Saturn and Mars and those three pla planets, and uh, Kepler would say that. Uh, others would say that it was a comet that, that recurred every 800 years, a comet uh, but we know for them, uh, they didn't say, look, it's three planets lining up. Look, it's a, a comet that's passing by. Uh, they said in verse 2, uh, for we have seen his star, his star, his star. And by the way, when you're walking by faith, you don't have to have it justified by someone else. When the word says it's true, let God be true and 
every man a liar. And so their quest, their quest, these stargazers, God spoke to them in that area of attention that they had, where they were looking, and it began by faith, that quest for months and for miles. They're five miles away now from Bethlehem. Uh, they're about to finally, that final destination, get there. Uh, but they had, number two, write it down, their question, their question. Uh, look at verse number one. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, magi, from the east, Babylon, probably, to, to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Their question, but don't miss their context. Their question, but don't miss their context. Their context is they've been traveling for months by faith. Uh, they've been traveling for miles and miles uh, and months. Now, now understand, these aren't the shepherds that when they came, they saw a babe in a manger. They didn't see a babe. When they came, uh, they saw the child. Uh, when the shepherds came, manger. Uh, when they came, it was a house. Uh, it was months later, in fact, when... Herod tried to eliminate that newborn king. Uh, he killed all the children from two years and under. And so their trip, uh, their quest uh, may have been up to two years, uh, well over a year. For months and for miles, they've traveled by faith, prompted by the word of God, by faith, following the leading of God. But five miles away, it seems like they hit a spiritual pause, a spiritual shift. Uh, look at verse number, verse number uh, uh, two again, uh, when they said, uh, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Uh, it's almost as if they stopped walking by faith and started walking by sight. Uh, it's almost as if they stopped trusting in the Lord with all their heart, uh, and they started leaning on their understanding. Boy, it sure seems like the king of the Jews would be born in the capital of Jewish worship, Jerusalem. Boy, it just makes sense, logically, uh, rationally, uh, reasonable, that uh, the king of the Jews would be born in, in the capital of Jewish worship, Jerusalem. And so because of that, they went to the wrong place. They went to Jerusalem, almost as if for months and miles by faith, months and miles by faith. Uh, and then at the last minute, they, they paused, uh, and they started logicking and reasoning and and trying to, to figure this out. Uh, and it caused them to go to the wrong place. It caused them to talk to the wrong person. Uh, the wrong person, Herod the king. Herod the king. They talked to him about a newborn king. Well, it's not going to go good. Uh, Herod the king. Herod the great. Herod the butcher. Telling him asking him about a newborn king. Hey, he already killed Miriam, his wife's brother, because he was insecure about the throne, wanted to make sure that he didn't try to, to take the throne. Uh, he's already killed Miriam's two sons who were rightful heirs to the throne. Killed them, uh, eliminated them, insecure. Uh, Herod the butcher. Uh, he already killed Miriam, his wife, uh, and now he hears about uh, a newborn king, a newborn king. Hey, they went to the wrong place because they weren't walking by faith. Uh, they went to the wrong person uh, because they were not walking by faith, uh, and it was all because they were following the wrong plan. For miles, for months, walking by faith. Miles, for months, walking with God. Miles, for months, and at the last minute, they tried to reason it out. 
Uh, they tried human reasoning. It sure seems like it. It sure seems like here's where he should be born. Uh, it just makes sense. And we understand, right, that, that, that God's word doesn't always, in our minds, make sense. That God's will uh, doesn't always, in our economy, our mind, uh, always make sense. And if we have to have every way of God, every word of God, uh, every direction of God reasoned out, we never will walk by faith. We'll always walk by sight. Uh, we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart to lean not into our own understanding. And so they went to the wrong person, Herod the horrible, Herod the butcher. They questioned human reasoning and logicking. It sure seemed uh, sensible walking by, 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 by sight. Uh, but, but understand, once they got back to, to following the leading of God, look at verse number 9. When they had heard the king... They interacted with the king, that Herod the butcher, Herod the great, Herod the king. When, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, the star that was there the whole time, the star that was there the whole time, which they saw in the east, went before them. The star was there the whole time. Listen, it wasn't that they were waiting on the star. The star was waiting on them. It wasn't that that they were waiting on God's guidance. God's guidance was waiting on them as they unplugged, as they pushed pause, as they changed from the spiritual walk of faith to the carnal reason of man. And so I do propose it was there all the time. It's just because they stopped looking. They stopped by faith following. They stopped, they stopped submitting to God's guidance. Wrong place, wrong person following the wrong plan. And then when they got back on track, uh, they saw the star again. Put down number three. Uh, verse number one, we see their quest. And then uh, verse number two, we see their, their question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? But, but don't miss the contrast. Uh, the contrast. Look at verse number three. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. He was troubled, uh, all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, the chief priests were the religious the chief priests, they would have looked the part. Uh, the chief priests, they would have had long robes looking religious. Uh, they would have had their phylacteries. They, uh, everything, their accoutrements of, uh, of, uh, of their, their religion would have been in place. They would have looked the part, dressed the part, talked the part. They would have fit in. Uh, they would have fit into the religion of that, that day. Uh, and look at it. He, he gathered all the chief priests and the scribes. The scribes, the lawyers of the law, uh, the, the scribes, the religious, and the people together demanded of them where Christ should be born. Look at it. Verse 5, and they said unto him, no hesitation. Hey, where is he to be, to be born? Where is the king going to be born? No hesitation in Bethlehem of Judea. In Bethlehem of Judea. Hey, don't miss. They knew the word of God better than the wise men. The wise men paused. The wise men stopped for a minute. Uh, and they said, well, it's probably going to be Jerusalem. It's probably going to be here. Let's check out here. Uh, but those religious of that day knew the word more than the wise, uh, immediately saying, in Bethlehem of Judea, and by the way, they're quoting a very obscure portion of the Bible, Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. Uh, I'm talking about uh, if you're memorizing the word of God, you probably aren't going to get to Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. Uh, if you're uh, familiar with the word of God, uh, this is a very obscure portion, but when they were asked, they answered immediately. In Bethlehem of Judea, 
For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the, the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Right up here. The shocking thing to me is they knew the word more. They had more of the word memorized, but they weren't affected by the word of God. Well, they knew it better. Uh, they, they had uh, that, that biblical information more in their mind, better than the wise, but they wouldn't travel five miles. They wouldn't travel one hour. From Jerusalem to Bethlehem, five miles, walk one hour. From Jerusalem to Bethlehem, five miles, one hour. And these religious, I mean just everything perfectly religious. They looked apart. They acted apart. They, they talked apart. They, they, they would fit in. The religious wouldn't travel. They didn't have a heart for God. But the wise men, those wise men that didn't know as much Bible, those wise men that didn't dress the part, they would look like Sinbad or Aladdin and, and just the puffy clothes and the magi, the magicians, those, those astrologers of that day. Hey, they traveled for months and miles because they had a heart for God. Boy, the contrast. Well, aren't you glad that, that God seeth not as man seeth? For man looketh on the outward appearance, Chief priests, religious. Uh, scribes, religious. Uh, man looketh on the outward appearance. God looketh on the heart. Uh, I would so much more rather be named with the Magi uh, without all the religious window dressing, without all the Christian accoutrement. Hey, I'd rather be named with them than the hypocrites that won't travel one hour, that won't travel five miles, and the Magi, the wise men, traveled for two years of their life, disrupted to worship God. And so they got back on track, these wise men. Paused for a minute, got back on track. They saw the star, followed the star, their quest, their quest, their question. Wrong place, wrong person, wrong plan. But look at number four quickly, the consequences. The consequences, the quest, miles, months. Their question where is he that is to be born king of the Jews? Wrong place, wrong person, wrong plan. The contrast, the contrast. Boy, let's never make it so much about uh, Christian culture and they just look like uh, their church and religion and religious. Hey, let's make sure we have a passionate heart for God. Our worship, uh, our worship, uh, our reading, uh, our walk. Uh, let's be willing to go well out of our way. Two years of their life disrupted well out of their way uh, to spend time to to worship, to bow before the king of kings. But that temporary pause, one to two years faith following, uh, one to two years they were they're letting the word of God prompt them, uh, but, but that, that pause, look at verse number seven. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, look at it, inquired of them diligently, inquired of them diligently what time the star uh, appeared. Uh, what does it matter what time the star appeared? He inquired of them diligently. Uh, unless you're trying to fix the date of how old the child is so that when you kill the kids, you can with precision, you can with precision kill the kids. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, when that star appeared, he's inquiring diligently. Look down at verse number 16. When the wise men didn't return, 
Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding raw, sent forth, slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired. He inquired diligently to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. My question is this. If they hadn't unplugged even for that short time, if they hadn't started walking by sight and started trying to reason it out and making sense of it, and I don't really get this. If they wouldn't have unplugged and stopped walking by faith, would Herod have even known about that, that new king that was born that day? Would he, would have, would he have even known? Uh, I, I guarantee you this. Uh, he wouldn't have probably known. Uh, he wouldn't have known the age to kill the kids, to kill the kids. That bloodbath had happened... It seems that when they unplugged, even for a short time, even during this Christmas time, it had horrific effect. And listen, when we unplug spiritually, when our Bible reading is pushed to the side, when our prayer closet is unopened, when, when we pause, when we pause and stop walking by, by faith, boy, it has, even for a short time, even during a Christmas time, can have horrific Horrific effects. Look at it in 16. Then Herod, well, he was told by the wise men, he inquired diligently because of the wise men. When he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, exceeding raw, sent for, slew all the children that Bethlehem and the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently acquired the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which is spoken by, by Jeremiah the prophet, Jeremy the prophet, saying, uh, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children would not be comforted because they are not, because they are not, if their faith wouldn't have faltered, would King Herod have killed those kids? If their faith wouldn't have faltered and they paused, short time, paused, paused during that Christmas time, I do know this, that when we have a gap in our faith, it does touch the people around us. It does hurt our testimony and I will promise you this, whatsoever is not of faith, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And when we have sin, it does harm our home. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And when we're not pleasing him, it will touch our families. It will touch our kids. And so let's be careful. Yes, months and miles walking by faith. Months and miles walking with the word. But then for a short time, even a Christmas time, they paused, and a, a faltering faith does affect uh, our families. Put down number five. Uh, their quest, their quest, traveled months, traveled miles. Uh, their question, wrong plan, wrong place, wrong person. Where is he that is to be born king of the Jews? Hey, the contrast, the contrast. Uh, the religious wouldn't do anything. They just kept pretending, uh, kept parading. Uh, the religious do what religious do. They already had the praise of men that they wanted. Hey, they didn't need to worship the king. The contrast. But these guys that didn't fit in, these guys that would have stood out at synagogue, they would have stood out on Temple Mount. Hey, these guys that didn't look the part had a passionate heart for God. And then the consequences, but then number five, their conquest. Their conquest. And again, I'm not talking about the religious. The religious, they had no conquest. They had no victory. They're just doing what they always do, and that's putting on a mask. They're they're making believe, they're pretending, they're playing a part, they're receiving the praise and applause of men. It wasn't about the 
the God of heaven. It wasn't about the king of kings for them. It was all about being seen, seeing and being seen, getting pats on the back. Boy, that's what the religion, the religious do, and that's what they continued to. But for the wise men, when they shifted back, their, their walk of faith, they shifted back. Look at verse number 11. And when they were come into the house, not the manger, the house, they saw the young child, not the baby, but the child. I'm glad the shepherds came. I'm glad the wise men came. Uh, oh, come all ye faithful, uh, joyful and triumphant. Oh, oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Took them two years longer than the shepherds. Hey, the shepherds were in the shepherd's valley right outside of Bethlehem. These wise men were back probably in Babylon months and miles. Look at it. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped and worshipped Mary. They didn't worship Mary. They weren't practicing Mariolatry. Uh, Mary's not the queen of heaven. Uh, they didn't worship uh, her. And I understand that, that she is highly favored, just like we're highly favored. Luke chapter 1, when God placed his son in Mary, highly favored, Ephesians chapter 1, same phrase, when God places us in his son, highly favored. Oh yeah, she's blessed among women. She's not blessed above women. A good godly example, but we should not revere. And so they fell down and worshipped. They didn't worship Mary or Joe. They didn't worship anything other than, look at it, they worshipped him. Put down underneath that, their first Christmas their goal was God. Their goal was God. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. Uh, and if they got too busy, if they had too much on their uh, itinerary, if their schedule was uh, too packed out, hey, they would prioritize and eliminate to make sure that their goal, their goal, God, their goal, God. Uh, now understand, they fell down and worshipped him. Uh, I'm sure they were kind to Mary. They weren't rude to Mary. I'm sure they barely even noticed Mary because God has come in the flesh. God was with them that day. I think everything else probably paled in comparison when they were in the presence of the king. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Their goal was God. Hey, how about your goal this Christmas? Survival, <laughs> your goal this Christmas. Not to go into the red. Uh, your goal this Christmas needs to be God. Uh, I think about the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, and uh, Christ radiating. His divinity broke through his humanity, radiating the glory of God. And with him were Moses and Elijah. They were testifying. Uh, Moses and Elijah uh, pointing to uh, uh, and Peter, Peter, because he didn't know what to say, said, hey, we need to build three tabernacles because he didn't know what to say. So we're afraid. Hey, one for you, but then one for Moses and, and one for Elijah. And verse 7, there was a cloud that overshadowed them and the voice that came out of the cloud saying, hey, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. It's not about fixating on Moses and fixating on Elijah. Hey, we should be obsessed by uh, the glory uh, and the wonder of the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, uh, and our King. This is my beloved Son. Hear him. And suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore. <laughs> uh, they saw no man uh, anymore. Oh, that we would have that kind of line of sight. They saw no man anymore save Jesus and 
Jesus only with themselves. Uh, well, let's make sure that our goal is God. Our goal is God. Our goal is God. Hey, the religious, their goal wasn't God. Their goal was going through the routine and going through uh, the motions and staying where they were at. They couldn't disrupt one hour, five miles, and, and these traveled for months and, and miles. Put down number two. Uh, for that first Christmas, their goal was God. Put down number two. Their gifts were gold. Their gifts were gold. And so uh, I think the first thing man should give God, the first gift man should give God is our heart, our heart, passionate uh, about God, passionate walking with God, passionate uh, worshiping God. Uh, but then the second gift, look at verse number 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshiped him, him, him alone. They fell down and worshiped him. Uh, and when they had opened their, look at it, treasures, their treasures, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. They opened their treasures, they present, presents, they presented, they had presents, they presented unto him. The first gift on that day went to God. You know, that's one of the reasons we have that tradition that we've done for 20 years, plus years. Uh, our Christmas gift for Jesus offering, because they did. Uh, there's biblical precedent for that. And I, I want to make sure that during this time, I don't become distracted by all of the, uh, all of the distractions and the busyness and the disruption. Uh, and I want to make sure that I intentionally focus my heart uh, where your treasure is. Look at it. Their gifts were gold. Uh, they opened their treasures. They presented unto him gifts, gifts, gold, uh, and frankincense uh, and myrrh. Boy, our gift to God, our hearts, uh, our gift to God, our treasures, our treasures, uh, our gift to God, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We won't take the time, but that, that, those are all gifts, one for, for gold, a gift for a king, frankincense, incense, the altar of incense, uh, the prayers of the saints are like incense, frank incense, intercessory, intercessory prayer, uh, gold, gift for a king, uh, frankincense, gift, gift for God. Uh, and then myrrh, myrrh is that element they would use for embalming is a gift for a savior. And he is our God. He is our king. He is our savior. They brought him a, a gift for a God, a gift for a, a king, and a gift for a savior. Their goal was God. Their gifts were gold. Hey, listen, the wise men were satisfied with just looking religious. Uh, not the wise men, the, the chief priests, scribes, uh, the religion. Hey, they were satisfied with just looking the part and acting the part, and I hope people notice that, that, that I fit in, that I'm religious. I hope they notice that. Now, uh, I'm not going to travel one hour. I'm not going to travel five miles. Uh, no, I, I'm going to get what I'm going for, and that's the applause, the praise uh, of men, and they have their reward. But the wise men, the wise men detoured their life for two years because their heart, their heart, they were passionate, months and miles and where the religious wouldn't spend one hour they wouldn't spend one time the wise men gave gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh and let me give you the last one number three their guidance was given their guidance was given uh, notice the contrast between the shepherds the wise men shepherds babe in a manger wise men child in a home uh, months and miles years their goal was god their gifts were gold but then on the backside. Look at verse number 12. And being warned of God in a dream, after they worship, after they gave. Uh, after they worship, uh, after they adore. Uh, being warned of God in a dream, remember, these guys are stargazers and dream interpreters, and God again is speaking to them in their area of attention. 
God warned, uh, warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed to their own country another way. Uh, when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, a dream saying, uh, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. Flee into Egypt. Flee into Egypt. Take Christ to Egypt. Take Christ. Take the gospel. Egypt always a picture of the world. Question. They couldn't afford a sacrifice of a lamb uh, when Jesus was circumcised, uh, just a, a young pigeon. They, they, they couldn't afford, they didn't have that money. Uh, how could they afford to take the gospel and take Christ to Egypt, the world, the offerings? The offerings that were given, the gold, the frankincense, uh, and the myrrh. I, I'm blown away that, that Rosedale has given 515 meals to the homeless. I'm blown away that Rosedale has given 200 survival bags, 1,200 meals a week, uh, over 22,000 uh, meals given out during this time. Hey, praise the Lord for that. Well, I, I thank the Lord that, that the gifts, the gifts that are given to God through Rosedale uh, are, are what afford Rosedale to do so much, send missionaries around the globe to reach to, to minister to the addicted and, and to, to mentor uh, those that, that, that the teenagers of our, uh, of our listen, listen, uh, their goal was God, their gifts were gold, and their guidance was given, their guidance was given. They made that trip based upon, again, the leading and guidance of God. I, I guess, going back, uh, my prayer for Christmas at Rosedale is for uh, all of us to, to experience the true meaning of Christmas, to, to truly sense the presence of Christ more at this Christmas time than we ever have. Well, let's make our goal God. Uh, let's make our gifts gold, and I promise you uh, we'll have guidance given to us. He'll direct us. He'll lead us. Uh, the contrast throughout this passage well, I love walking with the wise men. I would never want to stand or sit with the chief priests or the scribes. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.